this week's episode of Be Bolder. We got a full house here today. Uh, I am joined by the HBIC, Danielle Blount, who sort of runs the show here, who you've, you've heard from a couple times. We're also joined by Lizzie Rossi, and I'm going to let her talk to you a little bit about her background. And then also Monica Lisman. I hope you pronounced your last name right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, we're joined by her also, and she's going to talk to you about her interesting and exciting background as well. Um, you know, I would say all of the ladies on this podcast this week um, are taking some leaps and betting on themselves. And so that is an awesome thing. It's a scary thing. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that, the transition, the change, the fear, maybe even the grief that comes with that a little bit and uh, march forward. So, you know, my background, you know, Danielle. So first we're going to kick it over to Lizzie to tell us all a little bit about her background. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Lizzie. I know Danielle from high school and Monica from high school. So we've all been friends for about 15 years. Don't <laughs> um, age us, Liz. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> um, I am an occupational therapist. Um, I went to, I graduated from the University of Buffalo in 2015. Um, so I've been practicing as an occupational therapist with um, in pediatrics. So I work with in a special education program. So that is my day job, my full-time job. Um, and I recently decided to hop on the business owner train. Um, so I, on the side, do artwork. Um, I do black and white ink drawings. I make signs for weddings, special events. Um, I paint wall murals. I've painted Monica's children's <laughs> room yeah. with uh, jungle animals. So I kind of- and giraffes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I've always been artistically inclined, I guess you would put it. Um, I was always the friend in high school that my, my friends would make, secretly make me do their work in art class. Um, Maybe that's why Liz would be like five years behind everybody. Remember how long she used to take Ellie? She would, Liz was just still there and like Miss Baco would just, you know, just keep on pushing everything through. And she was Liz doing was 10 still, people's projects. Yeah, like were... still just whittling away. <laughs> and everyone thought she just had a great attention to detail, which turns out she does. She, she definitely did. Definitely did. <laughs> So that is my business. It's called EHR Designs. Um, I just got up and running a few weeks ago. I made my own um, social media account. So I am still very much learning the ins and outs of owning a business and all of that fun stuff. Um, awesome. Well, welcome to entrepreneurial life. It's very exciting. Way to take the leap. Okay, Monica, tell us a little bit about you. Thank you, Lindsay. So I'm Monica. Um, I graduated, uh, with my master's in social work in 2016. Um, and I've been working with, uh, a local, um, psychiatric hospital in Buffalo for the last seven years. Um, and then I re I transitioned over into a therapist role in 2018. 
and in April 2018. And it was really just such a welcoming environment for new counselors and just like a lot of different modalities that were like very um, new. And another big thing that they were very much, um, you know, pro was uh, private practice, um, which I guess I never really thought about prior to starting at got it in my ear um, and, and really learned from all of the counselors there and other therapists was that like, okay, this was my next step, but I never really kind of like had an idea of when that was going to be. Um, so I continued working there until like, I really started to feel more comfortable in my shoes. And that's like really what I am most thankful for is like the, the network that I built in knowing everybody. Um, and just kind of learning from them and really feeling confident to be able to start to take that leap because when you take that leap, you start to not feel as confident. So I'm at least grateful of, you know, the background that I came from, you know, who I learned from and that, you know, a lot of the previous therapists that I did work with there um, have gone into private practice. So I, I knew a lot of people of like how to reconnect and um, who to ask. But yes, I also just started um, my business in June, I got everything started and, um, I actually had my first day in private practice today. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I had a lot of nerves all day long, even though I do the same thing every day for the last five years. Um, but it was just, I think very liberating, um, doing it on your own. So, yeah, so, yeah, so that's just a little bit about me. Okay. Congrats on the first day. First under the belt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. That's good because sometimes people have stories with their first day and it did not go well. So I'm glad to hear. I mean, there were a lot of things that did not go well, but it was more of my personal life. So at least it didn't run into conflict. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Totally fair. Totally fair. So, you know, I'm going to ask the same question to each of you, but, you know, I would say, did you each. Did each of you have a moment that was like a tipping point for you where you said, hey, I think I would rather do this thing over here than my normal full-time everyday job? So Monica, I'll I'll let you answer that one first, and then we'll come back to you, Lizzie, for you to answer. Yeah, I like I said, like I've always had this idea over the last like two, three years, this has been kind of my goal, but the tipping point was in April. I had a conversation with a former colleague who is now in private practice and she was just, we worked together at, at our, our place together at at our clinic. And then she was in private practice and I was just astounded at like just how much better all around her life was, Mm -hmm. um, both just like as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, um, in her own like practice, she was better. And she just, she just always presents so calmly. Um, but even still, like, I just kind of like looked at her and, and financially too, like, it was just like all around just a better idea. And it was just like, okay, I have to do this and I have to do this now. Like I had just passed my exam. That's what I was waiting for. And then she just kind of showed me like all of the, all of the research and numbers and everything. And I was like, that this is what I need to do. And I need to stop sitting on my ass pretty much. And I need to do this like yesterday. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And Lizzie, how about you? Because I feel like I've seen some of your work over time. I think I even have a couple things. 
Yes. I might actually run out of the room and get one, but, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I know you've been kind of doing this for a little while. So what was the thing that sort of inspired you to say, wait a minute, I need to make some changes and, and do something a little different? Um, yeah, I have been, I, for a long time, I've just been doing it like word of mouth. So for family, friends, um, you know, they would, they would say, I want a special gift for my parents for Christmas or you know, I saw this on Pinterest. Could you write this for me or recreate this? Um, and what really got me started a few years ago was Danielle and her sister, Melissa, when they started their uh, business, Lillian Gray. And they said, hey, you know, we could use somebody that just knows how to do calligraphy, draw houses, like any of that kind of stuff. And we'll put you in our boxes. Um, so that's really where it started. But again, it was, you know, I would be busy around the holidays doing that kind of stuff. And then it would kind of die down. So it was never like, I never really fully took the plunge and I never promoted myself a lot. Um, and I think a lot of that was just because I, I do still have a full-time job that is a lot of work. Um, and I was kind of always afraid to really put in that extra work. I mean, you know, it's, it's a lot, um, (laughs) it is a lot, but I recently, I've just feel like I have been surrounded by a few people in my life who have just inspired me to, you know, if I want something in life and I, you know, I have all this talent that I'm sitting on that I really need to pursue that. Um, and so a friend that I've had for a while reached out to me. She's recently started her own business and said, Hey, I have this event for female owned business businesses. Um, I think you should come and bring your artwork. And I just, it was very spur of the moment and I did it. And right then and there, I, I told Ellie this, I was at the event and people were like, well, what's your Instagram name? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> so I, I very quickly set all of that up and then it just kind of took off. I mean, it was actually incredible how many people in the last three weeks even have reached out to me and said, you know, I, what you're doing is amazing. Like, I love your work. I'd love to have you do something, you know, for my wedding or for my friend's shower or for my parents for Christmas. Um, and it really is amazing how many people are willing to support you just to help you, you know, grow your business. They want to see you succeed. And like, that has just made a huge difference. I feel like even friends and family that say, oh my gosh, I'm going to, you know, remind me around Christmas time, I'm going to order something from you. Um, so it's, it's been a lot of work. It's been very busy, but it's going well so far. Good. Lizzie's also way too modest (laughs) because last year she would still, when she would do our house sketches for our boxes, I'd say, you know, she's like, you know, anyone, you know, they put enough effort in this. Lindsay and I were actually having a conversation about effort and talent <laughs> earlier. Um, so it really rounds this out. And she's like, if you try hard enough, you know, you could, anyone could really draw these houses. And I was like, listen, let's, I, I could really, so. I could keep trying and I could keep trying and I still not going to do it. Um, and Liz finally this weekend, when I was picking some stuff up and I was like, so do you think that anyone could still do it? And she's like, no, I am. I have a talent. And I was like, thank you. Thank you for finally admitting it <laughs> and doing a little bit of bragging. Cause she that's is part incredibly... of me. I think that's part of the reason too, why I was always so hesitant to really put myself out there is because I, it doesn't come like naturally to be like talking about myself or promoting myself or posting all my work. And so I never like made, you know, my own page for my artwork because I just felt like so silly, like, Oh, look at what I did, you know, like I felt like I was showing myself off and that doesn't come naturally to me. So that was a big, um, 
doing that has been like a learning experience too, because you really do have to constantly be putting yourself out there and showing the people the process and, you know, like how it, it is a talent and it does take a lot of work and not everybody can do it. And I've, I've started to accept that and really, yes. Well, I think too, like I hear you say showing yourself off and it's like, that has a stigma, right? And it's like starting to kind of like lift that a little bit and say like showing yourself off, hell yeah, show yourself off. Like you work so hard on everything and everything is like so well thought out and it's beautifully done and you put so much hard work and effort into it. Absolutely, right? And you just like have to get over that hump of like, oh, this is like really awkward and vulnerable, but I'm gonna put myself out here and it's all good. Vulnerable is is the word that I was looking for, yes. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's something that makes taking the leap and the change so scary because I think a lot of people get really nervous because they are vulnerable, you know, because you are putting yourself out there. You are saying like, for, for you, Lizzie, I'm putting my artwork out there for the world to judge or love or whatever they're going to do. Right. But there's a risk there. And then, you know, Monica, for you, you're putting yourself out there to grow a new practice on your own, run a business. And that comes with its own stresses. And we all have, whether we want to admit it or not, doubt, because we all have this pressure that says, oh, well, what if I don't succeed? What if I don't do this? What if I don't do that? But at some point, you need to flip it on your head and on its head and just say, well, shoot, what if it does succeed? What if it goes better than I ever thought that it could go, you know, and I'm kind of hearing, you know, Lizzie, it's going better than you thought that it could have gone. And yes, you still have a full-time job, but it sounds like at some point you're going to have a decision to make if I have my guess. And then, you know, Monica, for you, you know, I'm hearing, hey, today was the first day of, you know, really running your own show. And it went better than you would have even expected that it would go. So I think it's just such a wild thing that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And I think that's the thing that holds a lot of us back. So I'm so glad to hear that, you know, you said, I'm going to do this thing and it's going to be what it's going to be on whatever day, but I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it my all and see how it goes. Um, so Monica, for you, you know, what were your biggest worries walking into today? Oh, they are still, still continuing. Oh, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, um, you know, I just, I have, you know, this is, this is going to be my job. Whereas, you know, when you work under a clinic, you're kind of protected by like, I'm still going to get a paycheck at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas, I'm not going to get a paycheck if people don't show up or if I can't pull in the clientele. Um, And, you know, I've just been kind of struggling with how to and and continuing to struggle with how to kind of market myself. Um, I I know that therapy is kind of like a difficult topic to just like kind of jump in and talk about. Um, and I try and kind of implement it here and there. Um, but it's also kind of like a word of mouth type thing of like, oh, I know this therapist, like you should talk with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm still kind of, you know, newer in the private practice. So, you know, it's just kind of the, I think the marketing is what I'm struggling with and the credentialing. Um, so like the backside of everything, the numbers and, and just kind of like the business aspect of it, that's, that's never been my forte. That's why I became a therapist, (laughs) you know, and, 
Um, I'm a good talker, but I can't like do all of this like rhetoric around like reading the jargon and understanding everything and kind of have to reread things like 15 times to like truly understand like what's going on. Um, but I think um, that's kind of like where my my worry has been. Um, but I found that like, you know, once you get a point person with a lot of these credentialing places and the insurances, you have someone you have someone to talk to. So I've just um, it's not in my nature to kind of bug people like I want to respect their space and I don't want to be um, on top of it. But that's my discomfort and I need to get over that if I want to be successful in this. And however I might come across to this other person, um, you know, I'm still going to try and be as pleasant and polite as I can be. Um, but this is what I have to go for. So if I have to email them once a week, then I have to email them once a week and that's okay. And I have to tell myself that that's okay. Um, you know, so I think that that's, that's kind of like where my struggle has been. I'll just say once a week, Monica is beyond polite. I think Lindsay and I probably work with people who want um, money from us at our prior organization that emailed us once an hour. So you're totally I mean, high. I thought about it, don't <laughs> you? I thought about calling yeah. the number. <laughs> But, but as a therapist, she's respecting boundaries. She is. Yes. I heard there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, good. And a lot of people said, you know, I'm working from home. And so like, you know, like it's hard to work from home. And like, I'll, you know, I, I would see like emails roll in at nine o'clock at night. I'm like, wow, they're sending them late, but um, I don't want to bug them. So, but it, oh, it, it has been working. It's cutthroat out here in business. You got to contact <laughs> them when you need something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And my, one of the things that you off and oh, put your business side of it on. And if you've got to get it done, just get it done. Okay. Yeah. Um, gets a grease. <laughs> yeah. One of the things you touched on that I thought was uh, important was, you know, I think when a lot of people get into entrepreneurship, they think like, you know, it's hustle, 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 hustle. And you're constantly going to be going like 80 hours a week you know, and you can't do anything else, but you know, so you said one of the reasons you wanted to get into private practice was to find that balance and oh, to yeah. have that goal at the end of the day, which I think, you know, is it really important for people to hear, you know, that are listening to this or anyone else, like that advice to have sort of that end goal for you and your family, you know, right. that you're not getting into this because you want to work, I guess it's hard work up front, but your sure. end goal was that balance for your yeah. life um, for that. So I thought, you know, talk a little bit more about that well, and your thing. Yeah. I mean, that part. practice what I preach, right? Like I always talk to, you know, my clients about short-term discomfort versus long-term gain, but short-term doesn't mean like it's going to be a week. Short-term can be a few years. It can be like a couple months or whatever it might be. Um, and that's kind of like where, you know, I, 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 I struggle because, you know, I, I told my, my husband too, like, I haven't been the easiest person to live with the last couple months, you know, I'm extremely irritable, you know, we have two young children who are constantly all over the place mood wise, rightfully so, um, you know, I'm on edge, you know, I'm still working my job, um, you know, a lot of new things are still happening, life is still going on, so, you know, my husband kind of gets the short end of the stick. So there's definitely been some other struggles too, just personally in starting a business of like, not only are you 
you know, for me, I w- I've been nervous about the business, but then it comes out in other facets. Like it comes out in my personal life. I'm, I'm very short with people. And then I'm, I'm upfront about it too. I'm like, I, I'm just so short. Like I can't, I I'm trying, I'm trying to keep it in a little bit more, but it's just, you know, like I'm, I'm in this constant, what feels like a constant state of panic. I get an email from someone. I need to send them something, but I need to, I needed it like sent three weeks ago type thing. Um, so I think that that's where it's just constant, you know, panic for me in in this point in time, but it's, it's starting to get a little bit better. I think that self-awareness to even know that you're having that feeling and processing it. Most people who are starting a business, Lindsay would probably agree with me, don't have that self-awareness to even know that that's what's going on in their brain. Like, and like, that's what's going on. And like that, those are, you know, the yeah. business stuff is affecting the personal stuff or the personal oh, stuff yeah. is affecting the business stuff, like how that all sort of starts then like cascading. So maybe there's something to that because you're a therapist, but you know, I mean, I'm in tune with it. It doesn't mean that it's always effective. <laughs> now I'm curious, Lizzie, do you feel like that's happening for you too? Because I would imagine there's stresses that come with, you know, people will have things, you know, everyone comes to you, I'm sure just like they come to all everyone else last minute. Hey, I need this thing. I need it turned around. And yours has an artistic component to it too. So sometimes you just can't rush art, you know? So how do you deal with some of those stresses and pressures? Um, yeah, it's right now I'm still very much learning how to not only handle the stress of my full-time job, but also then, you know, I come home and have to do another job and it's, it can be a lot, you know, if I've had a tough day at work, um, like I said, I work in special education with young kids and it can be that in itself can be very emotionally exhausting and stressful. And sometimes to be honest, the last thing I want to do when I get home is then sit at a desk and draw for four hours or, you know, make a wedding sign that is due the next day. Um, so I'm right now really trying to, I was just talking to Ellie about this the other day. Like I, this is all new to me and I feel like I need to, you know, really figure out a plan for myself and how to manage all of these things. Um, not only from like an organizational standpoint, like, you know, setting up even something simple, like setting up a spreadsheet where I have like due dates and I give myself enough time and have, all of that organized, but I also need to, I think, get better at, um, being assertive, not assertive. Is assertive the word I'm looking for? But like when someone does come to me and say like, Hey, I saw your work. My shower is next weekend. Could you do this? And of course, right now I'm like welcoming the business. I'm excited. So I'm like, sure. And then I'm up until midnight, three nights a week doing it. So Mm -hmm. I, I do, you know, moving forward, I do need to um, you know, figure out a plan to tell people, Hey, you know, if, if you would like this done, I need two weeks, I need three weeks, I need X amount of time in order to have it done for you. Um, so that way I'm also putting my mental health, you know, ahead of, <laughs> or if you want that turnaround, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true. A little extra. Bro. <laughs> I could be adding a rush free. And it's hard because like I said, right now it is, extremely rewarding when I get 
the paycheck from all, you know, doing all of this work. Um, so I don't want to be turning people away and I want to, you know, be accommodating and flexible. However, there is, you know, there's a fine line and I don't want to spread myself too thin. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's challenging. You know, I remember when, uh, so way back in the day, I was you know, full-time in-house counsel with a firm, a venture firm. And then I was like helping clients onesie, twosie on the side and after hours. And I can remember thinking like, man, like this is a lot to manage and balance. And I can remember being so tired trying to like get work done for some of my clients. And at the time I had this teeny tiny little like one bedroom apartment and I was just, you know, doing this work to try to like pay off my student loans. I remember being so tired one night that I had to sit on the floor with my back against a dresser so that I could stay up with my laptop on my lap to try to like get the work done. And it's so stressful, but I think it, you know, to your point, Monica, I think we all said it's, it's this, you know, short-term pain, if you will, for ultimately long-term gain. And it's, you know, are you willing to put yourself through some of that? And a little bit of that is kind of letting it suck. It's going to suck a little bit. Like there's an awesomeness to it because you're building something, you're developing something, you're growing something, but you know, nothing worth doing is necessarily easy. Right. I mean, if it was super easy, everybody would do it. And I think that people sometimes look past how hard it can be. And we forget ourselves how hard it can be. And, um, you know, I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, like, why am I stressed? Why am I feeling whatever? Because you're effectively working two full-time jobs. Like, that's what's happening right now. (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of uh, founders, if they're thinking about taking the leap or they're trying to moonlight until they've grown a business to a place where it's ready to go, or they're just, you know, burning the ships and starting something new. Like there's a real stress that comes with that. It's it's a lot of stress and it's a lot of pressure. So, you know, kudos to, to you guys for recognizing it, but, you know, also kind of pushing through it in what sounds like a healthy way. So cheers to that because <laughs> not everybody does it that way. <laughs> and then you have trial and error. Someone, you might get it's- phone calls from someone that are like, hey, I can still hear you typing on your computer. You need to stop doing that because it's nine o'clock at night. That person might be talking about you, Ellie. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you typing? (laughs) Like it's um seven o'clock on a Friday. Why are we still typing in a computer? (laughs) It's funny because sometimes, like after a long day at work, like I'll come home, I'll like put Netflix on. I want to just have a glass of red wine. But that, and I'm like, okay, like I can work while I'm doing, having a glass of wine. And I'm like, no, I can't. I have to be like, what if I spill the wine? I'm done. What if I, <laughs> I can't be drinking while I'm doing artwork. Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's just one of those things, like there's a lot of micro sacrifices that come with making these choices and these leaps and these decisions. And I don't think like we really think about them. And that's the thing that separates like the folks who are going to be really successful from the ones who are going to be, you know, moderately successful. It's, you know, how many of those micro sacrifices are you willing to compound on top of each other to achieve the thing that you want to achieve, which then again, comes back to the conversation Danielle and I were having earlier. I'm like, you can do anything. It's just how much do you want to sacrifice to do it? 
and, and there's a line. You shouldn't be like sacrificing your health, your life, you know, your well-being. But you know, there's there's always a little pressure and pain that that comes with it too. So um, I'll ask this question of each of you. So Monica, I'll take you first. Where do you see your business going in the next three years? Um, three years, I, you know, it's interesting. There's a lot of different avenues that you can go with it. Like I do know some counselors who have opened up, um, more of kind of like their own little clinic, um, just with their own therapist and they own a building and they rent out space with other therapists, which I think it would be, um, neat to either, like think about that or what that would entail. I don't know if that's necessarily my path per se. Um, I would just prefer to kind of be more established in my business by then, um, you know, have more of a set schedule. Right now it's going to be a little bit more flexible because the kids are still home a little bit more, but they'll be in school um, full-time in, in three, four years. So um, at that point, I'm going to be looking to kind of take the next step of like, what does that look like for business? I'm not entirely sure, but I think I would do more of like trainings and kind of see where that would take me and maybe just kind of look at um, being a person to train other people in different modalities. And it, that's kind of been on my forefront recently. Um, uh, but I don't know if, if that's, I just, I haven't thought too much past like this point, this has been like the next hump. And I think that that's part of my own insecurities. Like it was really hard for me to just get to here. And so I kind of always have this vague idea. I don't always set a lot of things in stone because it's scary until it's like pretty close. And then I can set it in stone and it's like, okay, I can do this, this, and this, which mm. is why, you know, once I could, once I passed my exam in April, then I was like, oh, this is actually feasible now but it was always there. I just, I was scared to put it there. Cause what if I fail? Right. So that's what kind if of, succeed? exactly. Right. What if I succeed? Um, but yeah, so I think that there's, there's some of my own insecurities in, in what that would look like in three years. But I think the biggest thing is like, just feeling like a lot more comfortable and established just in private practice. Um, you know, kind of just, you know, making it more of my own type thing. And Lizzie, how about you? Three years. Well, Lindsay, that is a tough question. Out. What's it going to be? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea. Um, <laughs> like I said, I wasn't even expecting to do this at all. It just kind of happened. Um, so I don't know. I mean, with this type of business, I feel like there is a lot of potential to maybe someday I could be doing this full time. Um, you know, people, it's funny because like, as soon as I really started doing this, people are coming to me and saying, well, are you going to host calligraphy classes or are you going to do this event? Or are you going to start selling prints in stores? You know, and like, there's so many different avenues I could take with like a calligraphy business or artwork or, you know, that kind of stuff that I haven't even been able to think about. Like I, there's just so much that I could potentially do with it. Um, but then again, you know, I also have my 
other job that I'd have to consider leaving, which would be terrifying because that's what I went to school for and got my degree in and have a lot of student loans for. Um, So I really don't know. I mean, I think I just have to take it one step at a time. um, And that's my plan. Like for now, I'm just going to plan on doing both and see where it takes me. Awesome. I will say, I think, you know, Lindsay, you and I are, and Lindsay's probably made me more of a fan of the woo-woo spiritual manifesting um, over the past bit here. But, you know, Monica, I think when you mentioned, (laughs) yeah, just speak it into existence, you know, (laughs) Monica, when you mentioned, I think two and a half, maybe almost like three years ago, you said, you know, I want to go into private practice. You know, maybe you weren't sure about it yet or like when it was going to be feasible because you had to get your hours in, you had to pass that final exam after you had your hours in and go ahead and do all that. I just knew it was a matter of time for you. I knew it was going to happen. So like, maybe you just you know, you had to get there. You said for yourself, you weren't ready to set it in stone, but for me, it was in stone. So like, I knew that So sometimes (laughs) it's just sort of like speaking that into existence. So Liz, be careful. If you want to speak it into existence, you know, Monica, are are you, are you having any manifestations for me? What are you thinking? (laughs) You said speak it into existence. If you want to do it full time, I've already said that. And I'll hold space for it. (laughs) Whatever you guys want to do, I'm here to hold the space for it. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, what I'm hearing here is I think an interesting thing that a lot of entrepreneurs can think about, right? Because I think a lot of folks get in their head, entrepreneurship means, you know, raising a bunch of capital, selling, you know, parts of their business, like go IPOing, like super, super majority of businesses are, solely owned businesses, one or two business partners. And the question for those, you know, businesses are what are the next reasonable steps as they move from A to B, B to C. And so I do appreciate hearing, you know, kind of going, well, I want to see where it goes. I want to, you know, see, you know, what I, what I can do and what I can uh, turn it into and and know that most entrepreneurs are in that exact same place. So if, if you're hearing their story, you know, entrepreneurs, this is probably your story too, you know, for super majority of you, you know, sans the 0.5% of you who take on venture capital dollars. So, um, you know, I think it's important to hear. I also do think, you know, I'll, I'll echo Danielle's sentiment. There is something to speaking, you know, the things that you want into existence. So it sounds like you've probably both and not even realized it's spoken what you're doing right now into existence. And so, you know, I think one of the things to always keep in mind is be careful what we wish for, because we just might get it. So uh, (laughs) with that, um, you know, ask each of you. Any words of advice for fellow new or to be new entrepreneurs marching forward? Lizzie, we'll have you go first and then Monica, you can round it out. Um, I guess I'm just going to have to go with something very cliche, but what's the saying? You get in what you, or you get out of something, what you put in, you know, um, if you want to be successful, you have to put in the work and you will be rewarded. Um, if I've learned anything, I feel like it's that it, you know, like I said, it took me a long time to have the courage, um, to really get this going. And since I have, it's been nothing but amazing. So 
you just got to take that. You have to be willing to take that first step, no matter how scared you are. Exactly. And how about you, Monica? Words of wisdom for the budding entrepreneur. So I, I completely agree with, with that too. And the other thing I was thinking of too is, um, I just listened, do you, are you familiar with Brene Brown at all? She's mm -hmm. a research social worker. She studies vulnerability and shame. Yeah. Um, I love her work. I literally watch her TED Talks, her Netflix podcasts, everything. Um, but I was just listening to a podcast on leadership and she was talking about how they were like having a discussion in a room. There was like seven of them. And then um, they were all trying to brainstorm about something. And then one of the people in the room asked a question like, what are we working on? And Brene was like, all right, hold on. I want everybody to write down what you think we're working on. And um, they all wrote, five of the seven wrote down different answers. Um, and Brene's point was like, ask questions. Like as silly as it sounds, like ask questions because then you are going to trust that person. And, she, and it's true. Like I, I feel like sometimes I have to do so much on my own. And when I don't ask those questions, that's when I make mistakes. And I've, I've found that like throughout, especially like the last like four months, like when I didn't ask a question or when I didn't follow up with somebody and just double check something, the paperwork was either sent back to me or something was wrong and I had mm -hmm. to wait a longer time. And so I think that there's this kind of balance between like doing it on your own making sure that you're doing your own work, not riding on your coattails, right? Like you, you guys did a podcast <laughs> around that. And then also ask questions, like talk to people, network, see you, see what's worked for other people, because that's your own, own research too. Um, and that's really how like I have gotten through this was, you know, um, two of my colleagues who are, you know, some of my closest friends, um, they've done this. And yes, I have done the work in, you know, following through and in going through the process of it, but they have also been there for any questions that I've had. Um, and if they haven't, then I'm, you know, trying to figure it out on my own type thing. But, yeah. um, you know, asking questions, is a vulnerable part, but it has definitely been helpful if like you can balance it out with, you know, also putting in that work enough. Awesome. Well, uh, I certainly appreciate everyone's time on uh, this podcast and the, you know, vulnerability and the honesty of, you know, the scariness of taking a leap and uh, betting on yourself and believing in you that you can do it. And uh, I look forward to seeing how each of uh, you progress here. And uh, maybe we'll look back in three years and we'll listen to this podcast and you'll go, oh my gosh, all those things that I said back when I've achieved oh, some because I put it out to the universe. So, <laughs> so thank you so much everyone for uh, hanging out with us here today. And for all of you out there, uh, thanks for listening, as always. And don't forget, don't just be bold, be bolder. Thanks again for listening today. Don't forget to join us on Patreon to support Boulder Inc., a nonprofit providing mental health, physical health, spiritual health, and financial health resources to entrepreneurs, founders, and teens to help them function at their best to produce their very best. 
And of course, through Patreon, you get extra access to bonus episodes, merch, who doesn't love that, and more. If you're not already, subscribe and leave us a rating to keep growing the Be Boulder audience. You can find me on Instagram at BeBoulderCast and at Legally underscore Lens. And of course, check us out at TheBoulderLife.com.